Triple M's The Real Football Show Catch-Up. Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota, SA's number one Toyota dealer. Triple M's Real Football Show. Biggest names and the biggest issues affecting fans of the round ball. Terrific run and a super finish. The Triple M Real Football Show. Oh, you've got all the superstars back in here again. Albie Kidd all the way from Scotland. Well, about, about 30 years ago, but all the way from Scotland. <laughs> how are you, mate? Good to see you. <laughs> yeah, good. You too, Val. How are you? Val Miliaccio, well. the big, big, big newsbreaker in the game right around the world. Good morning, Val. Good morning. And on the phone this morning because he's out teaching the next Socceroos. These are the champions of the future. He's out there with the Marcus Flores. Welcome, Marcus. How are you guys? Good. Now tell where whereabouts are you and what are you doing, Marcos? Yeah, well, actually, we I'm in Kensington, in Kensington Park in Noble. Um, unfortunately, we have a beautiful, beautiful um, last two days. Yeah. Well, not, not last two. One one day was good. The second day was the weather didn't help us. Um, but yeah, I just got to meet a lot of beautiful, beautiful uh, players, um, girls and boys that they did. They did absolutely amazing, and we enjoy a little bit of school holiday. And how old, how old are the kids, Marcos? From six to to fourteen. Okay, now, 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 Marcos, let me just give you a bit of advice here, <laughs> if I can. If there's yep. a little bit of rain about. So what happens when your first <laughs> signing leaves Adelaide and goes to play for Arsenal and there's a bit of snow, it's Christmas time, and there's a bit of snow and he goes, oh, it's a bit cold out there. Marcos called off training years and years ago. I don't need to run out when it's this cold and it's snowing and it's raining. Is that what you're teaching our kids, Marcos? <laughs> no. Even, even the first rule with me is that they don't show weakness. So right. what that means with that. So when they get tired, you know that yeah. they put their hands on their knees. Yeah. I said to them, don't do that. No. Pull, your, pull your socks up right. and you don't show weakness to anyone. So imagine mm. that I'm, I'm the, the most upset okay. person in the world about cancelling them Tell, for the weather. But okay. was, the wind was really strong oh, and the, the kids were you know, too yeah. small. Okay. Tell all these six-year-olds to man up. Yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Toughen up. <laughs> all right. Anyway, there's plenty to talk about on the Real Football Show today. Gee, Albie, we'll get to you in just a moment with the EPL, but what is going on over there? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, look, you look at Liverpool and you look at uh, getting beat from Aston Villa. Yeah. Uh, 7 2 deaths. Yeah, all right. Man United against Spurs at home. Yep. Lost 6 1. 6 1 at home. So major things happening. And there, I know but... you'll get to the big story West Brom losing again. I know you'll get to it eventually. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk a bit of local stuff. Val Miliacho, first of all, so much to talk about at Adelaide United. You hinted at this last week, but Ross Aloisi has been named as the assistant coach. Yeah, it was a, a work in progress since the uh, restart, the COVID restart. Carl Viet wanted him for the second phase of the season, yep. but it didn't work out. And then finally they got their man, which is, a, I think it's a really good appointment. Um, a very good former captain yep. of the club mm. and he can coach as well. And, and it's good that Carl now has someone to lean on. All right. Marcos, we're talking about toughness. I think, uh, I mean, Ross Aloisi is a tough man, isn't he? Yeah. An experienced man, a man that, 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 that got a lot of, a lot of experience in him and, um, and he will he will be the tough man for that group, I guess. And he will be um, aligning the ducks into the line. Mm. Now, many many players coming and going at the moment from Adelaide United. One that I want to talk about right off the bat mm. um, is Riley McGree. Now, Marcos, we spoke about Riley McGree last week. He was linked yep. to England, linked to Europe. He's actually been signed by a club in the United States. 
I want to ask all of you, but first off, Marcos, is that the right move for Riley McGree to go and play in the US? Ah, yeah, that's a good, good, good question. Um, MLS, MLS, surprisingly, a few years ago, some big, big, big uh, manager from from Atlanta said to me, uh, Marcos, we're going to go in transfers fees and we're going to sign P.T. Martinez after he won the Copa Libertadores with River Plate. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 and I said to him, no, impossible. P.T. Martinez needs to go to Napoli or to Milan. And he said, Marcos, United States is linking with England so badly okay. that the players know that if they go to MLS and he play good or, or, or long for six months, they can go straight from MLS to England. Mm. I didn't believe that. Mm. But because Pete Martinez is there, went there, now I'm saying, okay, that little makes sense for Rally Magritte to go to MLS and believe into the path to England. Um, um, it's a fact, you know, it happens before. So um, is that the right move? Uh, I think uh, I think is a, a league that he's going to meet a lot of superstars there. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it is a, if it is an amazing level, but he's going to meet some superstars. He's going to be judged by a lot of agents, you know, mm. if it is up to the level, um, and and can be a good transition for him. I'm not too I'm not too dramatically um, a big bridge between A League to APL. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can be can be a, 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 a second step, and I wish him the very best. My thing is, um, he's been loaned out to Birmingham City. Yep. So Charlotte actually is not. He's their second signing because it's a it's a, it's a brand new club. Yep. So they won't be in the competition until 2022. He might not even be part of the MLS by the time yeah. the season comes around. He could be sold off because I think. There's business happening here between Charlotte and Birmingham yep. with Riley McGree. And the thing is with Riley as well, if you want something quirky, he did an interview on Twitter on behalf of the club and he said that Birmingham was a stepping stone. Mm. They've deleted that tweet. Straight uh, straight up. You don't say Birmingham City's a stepping stone. Mm, okay. But it really is a stepping stone in my book. You know, Charlotte, Charlotte is the no up and running at this point in time. But but really, you look at Birmingham in the championship, that is a tough league. That you know that league. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be a very, very good test for Riley to see if he's, he's the business for the EPL. Yep. And uh, I, I do see that as a, as a stepping stone. Whether we see him playing at Charlotte's a, a different matter. Yeah. Mm. All yeah. right. Hey, uh, something exciting during the week. We've got some other players to talk about, but young Dominic Costanzo signing for Adelaide United. Marcos, have you been able to see him play at all? He, he scored, I think, about 12 weeks in a row in the NPL. I mean, he's on fire. And he I, I, look, I'm not a good judge. I'm not a judge like you are. But, gee, I, I think he's a very, very exciting young player. I, I not just only saw him. Also, we played a few, few games, and I suffered. I suffered him. <laughs> right he was he was driven like crazy on that on the line. Really passionate kid. Really passionate kid. I I could see that that he he has he has talent. Um, I think he in the last in, in this season um, he came back from COVID nineteen really strong. Yeah. Um, and and he he scored goals and and, and from different angles. I, I've been watching him a lot and watching the MPL, which is something that I know. I, I would say I would say this: um, FFSA is streaming every single game. Yep, is a step forward. That's it's a good a point. Forward. That is a good, good point. You know why? Because it give us 
give us or people who love the game just to watch it completely yeah. for free on YouTube yeah. and for coaches to download this video completely for free yep. and do video analysis if they want to improve. 100%. So thank you very much, who, uh, FFSA, for mm. doing this. Because at the end of the day, maybe they got only a few thousand viewers. But let me tell you, we're improving as a nation on this, with mm. this step. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm supporting this. And in terms of Costanzo, because of the video of broadcasting, I got to, I got to see that he has goals with the left side, with the left foot, with the right foot, on free kicks. You know, and yep. he's, he's only 18 years old. Is yeah. that correct? Yep, he is, yep. Now, very good point about the streaming too. Uh, Albie? Chip off the old block as well. Ange, his father, a uh, very, very good player. And a tough player. Tough player as well. Yeah. But uh, I've seen a bit of footage of uh, Dominic, and uh, he's one of the ones, I think you and I had a, a chat last week that's about Constanzo, because he is scoring regular. Yep. And I was saying, you know, I think he's maybe in a position possibly, not just now, but got lots and lots of potential to step up to the A-League. Yep. And also, um, I think he's a, a chance to win the Sergio Melder medal okay. as well. And that, that would be quite ironic because yeah. at the same age, Angelo won it when he was Did 18 he really? for Salisbury. Ah, yep. Angelo won it. When, I think you were there. Yeah, the I, was there, I was there when he won so it. So yeah. he went on to play for Adelaide mm. City in the National Soccer League. So it could be history repeating itself 26 years yeah. after. But um, it's a great move. Just on Riley as well, I, yep. I understand Adelaide got about a million dollars in transfer fees for it. Good. All right. So they're so doing some good business. Yep, yep, they are. That's fantastic. Marcos, we're going to let you go, mate. Thanks for joining us again on The Real Football Show, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for having me, guys. And good, good luck one. with all of those little kids, and make them hard, right? Teach them <laughs> tough. <laughs> tough yeah. Good on you, mate. There he is, Marcos Flores, Johnny Warren medalist here in Australia. Um, I want yeah, I uh, wonder uh, if he's sipping on that uh, herb tea that he's, uh, yeah, well, he keeps promoting. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, some of the other comings and goings at Adelaide United. Yes, uh, yes. You spoke last week about Paul Izzo, so that ended up happening. Yeah, that, that happened. He, he ended up uh, playing for the second division club in Greece, Xanthi, went to Tony Popovich. His club McGree was supposed to be there as well. Yes. So in the last couple of days of the transfer window, this all turned, and he ended up signing for Charlotte. You know, on loan to Birmingham. Mm. Lachlan Brook. Yep. We, we talked about him last week. Good signing. Gone to Brentford in their B side. It's an academy team. Mm. They they work a little bit different to the other uh, teams in England in 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 a sense that. Because they've got an academy team, they can't be actually part of the competitions that they run in England, but they're playing other clubs around Europe right. and stuff like well, that. Well, that's great experience. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So Nikola Miljusnic, mm. he's gone to Randers in Denmark for free. I understand. On a free, he had six months to go on his contract or seven months. Lachlan Brooks picked up a little bit of compensation money for, for Adelaide United. Now, the other players... Um, I'm hearing Jordan Elsie has attracted interest from India. Ryan Strain. Can I just tell you, again, my uneducated view here, India is a waste of time. Have you seen much of the Indian League on television? Yeah, I've I seen. Yeah, I I've seen don't, that, don't like yeah. the quality. To, to, be, to be quite frank, the quality is not the best. It's, it's hopeless. Not, but there's a lot of money there. That, well, you know, that's money. attractive for the right. players. So Jordan Elsie will earn money, but if he's looking at a career move, I, I wouldn't be heading there. I just think you know, come, to come in there that's um, on Adelaide United. There's you know it's totally depleted, you know, and, and Carl and uh, Ross have got a, a massive task in front of them to to get a, a good squad because yep. you're talking about nine or ten players that's left the club, mm. and, the, and 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 it still goes on. So 
Christian Opseth, he, he's gone back home, right. so they're not going to re-sign him. They signed Jakobsen, their captain, their captain, which is good because you're going to need experience with this team. Mm. Yeah. Then I'm hearing that uh, Joe Coletti from Brisbane Raw, he, good raps on the – I think he's 20 years old or 21. He might be signing for Adelaide United. Joe Gauchi, expert colour, has come back to the club as a goalkeeper on a scholarship. There's a problem there in um, – that position at the moment. Yeah, that is. So you got Dakota Ochsenam, who could be the number one, not enough experience. The Toure boys, they were talked about moving to France. Uh, Mohamed signing for a French club and loaned back to Adelaide. That didn't eventuate. Same with Al Hassan. So there's still a lot of movement happening. And um, but yeah, Val, it's just you, an incredible transfer window, this one. But Val, you mentioned the, the goalkeeper there, and that's a very, very important position at this point in time for yeah. the club. Yeah. Barrighetti for me would have been the right choice to come back to the to to Adelaide. He's been there, he's a good lad, he would know what he's about. But he's he's since signed a, a new contract, hasn't he? Yeah, the uh, Central Coast announced him um this morning, actually. They they announced him as as being secure for another couple of years. There was talk about Bira's actually heading off to Leeds um in June. There were because Leeds are after a goalkeeper. I'm not sure if he's going to be a number one, but he would have been a goalkeeper at Leeds. That, that fell like over. Up, yeah. Then there's also talk about him heading off to MacArthur, the new club, uh, the new A-League club yeah. for the new season when God knows when it's going to start, Albie. That's that's another uh, Santi Milicic, he's got the gig there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And Adelaide uh, are going to announce Noah Smith, apparently, stepping up to, I think, a scholarship contract for a, from, a, from a youth contract. But... Colvier and Ross Aloisi really have their work cut out because they're going to have a largely inexperienced team. Yep. They've lost a lot of players. And you know how transfers work. Usually clubs that are built as a team that move players out have always got a replacement for that position. Mm. I can't see that at the moment, Albie. I I can see a lot of outs. But, I mean, we take, for example, Izzo. Who's going to come in for Paul Izzo? Who's coming in for Riley McGree? Who's coming in for Miluznic? Who's coming in for Opseth? And you're talking about decent players in, in the A-League level, you know, but um, but you look at, you know, everybody departing the club. Is there something in the club that's that's making this happen? You know, because everybody seems to want to leave Adelaide United yeah. just now. I think yeah. they're going to have to get a new, probably a new squad of 14 players. Gee. And that's a lot. Well, you know, you should be staggering the contracts to make sure you're only going to be losing possibly three or four, which is a big number as well in the great scheme of things. But it seems to me that the the, the, the contracts are um, really you know, staggered in a way that they, they could, you know, you, they've got really good traction there at all times. But the thing is, the two boys at the top have got connections. So Carl Viet, yeah, Ross Aloisi will know the right people for sure, won't they? Definitely. But, but what I'm saying is you need continuity you know, yeah, yeah. For, for, no, the, for the club. You need continuity. And to lose all these players, it must be very, very concerning for Roscoe and uh, and Carl. Yeah, but you're not going to – okay, they got the contacts, but you're not going to get in the top six with kids, unfortunately. It's great that they're going to blood the kids, mm. but if you've got a team – you've got Michael Jakobson, the only real experienced campaigner, the only leader now, I think, in, in, in the 11, mm. the strong 11 – and you've got everyone else in experience up and down, they're going to suffer. Mm. And, and, and hence, the crowds might suffer and, and the interest yep, might suffer. It all suffer. suffers, yep. No, no, I see your point. Well, Dits have finished seventh this year with a good squad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it looks like they're starting from a, a clean uh, piece of paper. Yeah. You know? 
Look, crowds will suffer. You're right, Val. However, if we all know that it's a bunch of kids out there, and hopefully some local kids as well, I'm not saying you should have a local team. We need some good international players as well. But if the crowd can understand that, you know, the the Costanzo-type players of this world are going to be given a go, I'll want to see it. I'll definitely watch it for sure. No, 100%. But at the same time, you, you get a Dominic Costanzo making his debut, but if he's got a team around him that's not able to give him the best service and lift him when his game goes yep, down, yep. when he gets tackled hard, mm. everybody's going to suffer on that park as yep, well. That's, yep. it's, it's, a, it's a problem. Right, I've yeah. written him off. Totally. Right. No, I haven't written them off. I'm just saying that they need to bring in it. They, it's great that we're seeing kids being blooded. Yep. yep. Well, let's need, see who they sign. Let's they give need them to be surrounded by a spine of experience. Yep. yep. No, you're absolutely right, Val. No doubt about that. Let's get on to the EPL, shall we? Yeah, be unbelievable results. I cannot, I just can't believe. Liverpool, Man United in particular. Let's talk about those two clubs. Yeah, so you look at 7-2. Um, Liverpool being beaten by Aston Villa, 7-2. Yep. Is just beyond me. I seen a, uh, an interview with Klopp, and he was just, you know, his body language was such that he was just shaking. He says he was just flabbergasted, mm. you know. But but I did mention, and, and and I guess going to the Man United uh, game as well, Solskjaer will be totally devastated as well. Yeah, you know. But but really, I think, you know, one way you when you play with the bigger clubs like Man United and uh, Liverpool, as we're speaking about just now, yeah, the crowds are the twelfth man. Mm. You know, you've got uh, 80,000 people in there revving their team on. I think that's totally being missed here. The, the atmosphere at the game is really, really poor. Um, no no crowd there. I so what, no it, crowd? I, so these blokes, these professionals on £100,000 a week can't lift? They can't play without well, a crowd? Well, I, I go on to say in my notes here that, um, you know, they're professional players and they should be, you know, having the same passion as what their supporters have. And, and by the way... Earning two hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week or whatever it may be, because I know for a fact you know as well that in Manchester there's a lot of people, families financially struggling because the husband wants to buy a season ticket for yeah. Man United, yeah. and and really, you know the players and we'll 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 see an interview later on, but the players are really not doing it for the club. It's terrible. It's disgusting. You know, it has me a little bit bemused. So Klopp was a legend when he's winning stuff yeah. and then throw your players under the bus when you get hammered. Mm. So I don't understand that. Isn't he part of this club as well? Well, it's a good point you make. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a, well, it's a testing thing to do because if you lose the dressing room or you lose uh, three or four of your key players, well, you've got a problem. Yeah. I think Klopp hangs his heart in the fact that you see his arms all over. He's like Fergie, you know, he's, I remember Fergie seeing clips of him cuddling Beckham and Klopp's a wee bit the same, but if he said something like that in an interview, well, it's dodgy business. Yeah, but can I just say that there is something wrong with that result. Liverpool, the way they are now, the superpower they are, if they lose, it should be a, a real fighting 1-0 mm-hmm. loss or it should be a fighting 2-1 loss, you know, conceded in the last minute, whatever. Not the score line we saw. That's that's just, that's got trouble written all over it. To lose seven seven goals. Yeah. Uh, albeit away from home, but mm. and and you know Liverpool, you know winning the league there and and all that type of stuff. It's last year. It it just amazes me that people at that level that can't maintain a performance 
that would eliminate a seven-two scoreline. Yeah. So hence it is I'm looking. There's something That's unusual got about that. Yeah. Written all over it. Yeah. But it's something and unusual about it. I think it's a crowd. I think it's just there's no any no, atmosphere. Hang on. It cost it's seven the crowd. But the atmosphere. So clearly, Albie needed a crowd, Val. That's what I read. Yeah, but they, <laughs> clearly, they, Albie they were away from play. home as well. So well, it, it shouldn't have mattered. Mm. But you think, and 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 Dits is right. To Liverpool's a club that should be fighting. It should be a fighting loss, not a hammering. And even Manchester United. They should be fighting losses. Let's talk about Man U for a moment. Here's Patrice Evra on British television. Every year, we're going, now we're going to talk about Ole is not the man. Maybe he's not. Maybe it is. But we don't know about the transfer. We don't know if he's just a perpet. We, we don't know. Because he wants like players like Sancho and they don't go for the right price. It's like, I'm going to buy a car. I know the price. And I say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm bidding like less. But what's going on with my club? What's going on today? I'm, I'm really emotional right now. Seriously, Dev. And it's difficult to broke a man like me. I'm a positive person. Patrice Evra talking about his club, Man United. Surely we're not talking about Solskjaer going, are we? What are we, four well, rounds he, in? He called him a puppet. <laughs> a puppet? <laughs> Is he a puppet? <laughs> Well, uh, well, it suggests he's got some inside information, being a former yeah. legend of the club, Evra. Yeah. Uh, I think he's got some inf- inside information that, that's made him say that. Uh, but I think we're all thinking, you know, Man United's got a, a really difficult game at the weekend. They're playing Newcastle uh, away from home. And honestly, honestly, uh, Newcastle's doing well just now. Manchester's not. I think if they get beat at the weekend... Yeah, well, this well, is it might weekend. be the last of all the this, this is what is wrong with your sport. I call it your sport. I mean, I love it. I'm involved too. <laughs> yeah. You, so what? They've played four games. You reckon he could get? You reckon he could get sacked? Well, let's be honest. That Man United is broken just now. It's a broken thing that needs fixed. Yeah. Is Oli Solskjaer being a puppet as ever says? If he is, if he's being dictated to, and he's actually being forced to do things. Which I suggest he might be doing. Yeah. He's got a t- he carries a can. There's talk about uh, Massimiliano Allegri maybe stepping in those shoes. The Italian who coached Juventus to all those titles. There, there's sure. the Italians are reporting it that there might be some interest there. Really? Yeah. Ancelotti for me. He's he's yeah. But how are they going to get him? But he's an outsider that will surely come in and he'll see everything that's wrong with it, everything that's right, and, and clean it out, and he's a good manager. But you, you're right. That game on uh, not this weekend, the weekend after, could be the turning point for the club. All right, can I ask you, let's move on. Everton, are they the real deal? I mean, they, they just keep winning and they're top. Well, we spoke at just a couple of shows previous there. We, we spoke about Ancelotti and he's, he's signed some good players. They are at the top of the league. They are at the top of the league and um, and really doing well. That's and you know they're strong and defensively they're strong. They're scoring goals uh, and they've got a good manager. So they've got they've got the recipe correct and they're they're reaping the, the the fruits. Scoring a lot of goals. Yep, doing very very well. All right. Uh, now, how many? How far away are we from the big derby? This is the only reason Albie turns up. It's when Celtic <laughs> plays Rangers. Uh, what are we? About two weeks away. Well, Celtic are playing Rangers on the 17th of October. Okay, not far away. Albie, I've, I've discussed this with you many, 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 many times over a pint, and I'm going to address it with you next week as well. Those two clubs need to join the EPL. That's yeah. what I want to debate with you next week. All right? Yep. Love to go into a debate like that. Yeah, for right. sure. Uh, anything before we finish off, Val? A debate? We need to debate the Hindmarsh Stadium that you said we should never have. All right. Do you want to do that now, or do you want to wait till next week? 
We can do that right now. All right. Um, Highmarsh Stadium, what's, what's your issue? My issue is that if the government doesn't tip in the right money yeah. at the moment into Hindmarsh, we're going to miss the Women's World Cup, a great opportunity for women's sport, a great opportunity for football, and we've already missed the Asian Cup 2015 because there wasn't a bid good enough. To, or I don't even think they bid for the 2015 Asian Cup where the Socceroos ended up winning it. There's been talk about a new stadium that's been now made public near yep. the uh, River Torrens on the other side of Adelaide Oval. Yes. But that's going to encompass concerts, basketball arenas, et cetera, et cetera. It's a money-making exercise, I think, for that government arm that uh, works with the government. I'm not sure if we need a new stadium. I've changed a little bit. Oh. But we've got to do something with that venue at the moment. With Hindmarsh. Yeah. It's... Trouble is, though, it's closed in, isn't it? There's no room to move around it. How do you expand? How do you make that stadium bigger? I mean, has it been looked at? Can it actually be expanded well, it, it on? Was, it was looked at when they redeveloped it in 1997 for the Sydney 2000 Games. They put those temporary stands to yeah, and the bring corners, it up to yeah. 20,000. 20, that should have been permanent. Yeah. <laughs> now, there's hardly been any work done since. Okay, there's an elevator at the back to take you straight up to from, from the ground to level five in the Western Stand. The corporate boxes are the same. The seats, they've changed the colour seats. The lighting slightly, but it hasn't been touched. Mm. And it's becoming a stadium which is out of date. When it rains, the guys get wet on the other side. (laughs) When it's 40 degrees, you get sunburnt. Yes. The parking's atrocious. Um, It needs a lot of work. But the thing is, it's detrimental to, to the game in South Australia because, like I said... If we miss this 2023 World Cup, yeah. we've missed a massive tour. Once in a lifetime. Well, for a, a one-off, for a one-off, use Adelaide Oval. The AFL have put their hat in the ring. They won't let uh, – I think the SMA has said no because okay. of commitments to, obviously, the AFL season. Because All right, so that's FIFA's out. going to need that for six weeks. But Adelaide Oval is probably the ideal scenario at the moment. But if you get, say, a, a – Cameroon and Costa Rica playing at Adelaide Oval, how many people are going to turn then up? Not, Highmarsh, not for that game. They won't do it. It's, it <clears throat> FIFA will bank themselves on one stadium. Val, it's I keep saying to you, you and I have butted heads over this many, many, many times. Until we fill Highmarsh every week or every other week, honestly, the sport hasn't got an argument in this town. Now, I get what you're saying, that you need a facility if you want to attract a world event like the Women's World Cup. I totally get that. But <laughs> with... Until that came along, we can't just go to the government all the time and say, come on, build us a soccer stadium because we don't feel high much. You say that parking's bad, things like that, but you've actually got to force the government's hand. You've got to support what we've got and then say, we've outgrown this. We need a better totally facility. Agree. I totally agree. And last season's crowd had dipped to, before the COVID shut it down, I reckon, to about six, yep. six and a half thousand. That's right. Adelaide so United how do you justify? How, I, you if can't. I'm the government, I sit back and go, hang on, you're getting 6,000 people, but you want a stadium for 25. You can't. And then, I mean, you go back to the first season, Adelaide United, 2003-04, sellouts. Yes. Just about every game. Yes. And then and then they the, the figures went down a little bit at the start of the A-League, then they came up to 2010 and 11, then they dropped off again, then they picked up again for the championship season. But the thing is, and we touched on this last week as well, the game is not united enough to actually warrant the government doing anything about it. And if we do miss this World Cup, I really have to ask questions as well of the governing body in this state, Football SA. 
Where are they? Where were they for the 2015 Asian Cup? Mm. Did they say anything about it? I didn't hear a peep. Again, the announcement was we've won this World Cup for 2023. They were in the background at Hindmarsh Stadium. Pat's on the back. If we lose it, where are they again? All right. Who, I mean, they've got to be held accountable too. Mm. Yeah, okay, fair point. Oh. Albie, what do you think about stadiums in this town? I just think that... Um Specifically in our own town here, let's let's not look at the other A League clubs. But if you look at Adelaide United, I think, you know, I think the Adelaide, I think the A League is a bit broken as well. Val, I know we're in an unprecedented area uh, or um, predicament at this point in time with the virus, um, but it's a test. When when we when we get the vaccine and it goes and whatnot, it'd be very very interesting to see what the crowds are. You know, and and you, you you pointed that out there earlier on. That's uh, you know, there's no point in having a twenty five thousand stadium if you're only getting six thousand people in. Now we have enjoyed the stadiums being full. Yeah, it's great. There's a great atmosphere that we touched on earlier, and and really, you know, that's not going to happen. I think I agree with Dits on this one, but I'm very interested to see what crowds are going to be brought into the stadium uh, that Adelaide could do. And if that happens, well, it probably merits the stadium. But but looking at the World Cup and the the ladies' World Cup and all that type of stuff, we've got to be in the mix there. Just on Hindmarsh Stadium, if I may, maybe to finish off. So it hasn't been used since I think February, the end of February, because of COVID. Yeah, we've got an NPL Grand Final happening sometime in November. I can't yes. I can't fix the date. Yeah, November, yeah. Have a guess where they're, where they're planning to play this grand final. I yeah, mean, I this, it's the showcase piece for the NPL, the men. Have a guess where they're going no, to I play. I agree with you on this. Yeah, they're playing down at uh, the parks, aren't well, they? Well, what is that? Yeah. What is, so you want you want us to actually support the game and you're playing. And, and this 2015 was when it was played there again. And I remember being at that ground and I took a photograph the figure, the official figure was 1,600, but I counted. I could count the heads on there. It was about 900 people turn mm. up to watch West Adelaide and the Blue Eagles. Mm. So what are they doing to the product? Mm. No, no, and everyone agrees with you. I know the players locally are devastated because it is a chance for them. There's a carrot at the end that you get to play at Highmarsh, which you've got to understand at different levels. These things are exciting for people. Definitely. And the, the under-18 final, the reserves final, and the main final, they want to play on Highmarsh. It's a carrot. It's huge. Yeah. The majority of players that's in the whole competitions, they've, they've never played at Highmark. No, that's Because right. they've never got to a cup final. And grand so. final day over the last few years has been a, a very big day, a great spectacle. Big crowds I, there. I, for the life of me, I, can't, yeah. I cannot understand why yep. it was done. The, the, the venue has not been – have they dug the grass out and put roses in there? No. I don't, I don't know. What have they done with it? Yeah. So who makes that decision? Well, it's got uh, to, is it's, that the, I can well, only – it has to be a cost thing. See, to yeah, open a stadium, Albie – Costs a fair bit of money. It has to be cost because there's no other reason you'd do it. Well, they, if they only opened up, and, and for the grand finals I've been to in the last seven or eight years at Highmarsh, they've only opened up the western side, and I yeah. understand. And it's, it's about, full. I understand it's five thousand dollars to open it. Okay. Well, they should cover so, that more than cover that. You could cover that because of all mm. the money you're getting from the clubs with yep. registrations and that. Yep. And obviously, being at Angle Park, they'd be you know the the federation owned the venue, even though it was funded by us. Yeah. And they reap the benefits at the gate, I suppose their own security, you know, drinks and all that. But it's just not right for the game, especially in these times. Yep. We need to be bigger than this. Yep. No, nah, well said. All right. You've been can I just finish? Yes, you can. I just want to come you back. You take over, Albert. You go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to come back on your, your point about Everton. 
Top of the league. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're playing Liverpool this weekend. Oh, are they? Oh. So the Liverpool derby. Oh, right now, it's good for the listeners to know that. Mm, uh, that Everton is pressure. Liverpool. That is now, Liverpool that's, under that's the a, pump. That's a test yep. for Everton to see how good they are. Maybe right. they're pretenders, but oh. I think Liverpool might bounce back Ooh. this weekend and beat Everton. All right, we'll find out more. You've been listening to the Real Football Show. Albie Kidd, all the way from Scotland. Val Miliacho, the biggest newsbreaker in the game. Marcos Flores and Chris Ditmar. Triple M's The Real Football Show Catch-Up. Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota. SA's number one Toyota dealer.